Tyler. I'm Tyler. Uh, we're back with Opposites Refract, um, number three. Number three. Um, yeah, this episode will come out on 420. Aw, nice. Uh, good holiday. Good holiday. Also, Hitler's birthday. Aw. Yeah, nice. so can't, can't win them all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... We're back with another one, We're, and I I like the format we've been doing. Yeah, you too. That we came up with. Um, so far, we're not switching anything up. Maybe eventually we will. Yeah. But right I'm, now, we're not going to. Okay. I'm good with that. Yeah. I, I like what we cover. Yeah. Yeah. We cover some common ground. Mm-hmm. So let's go. We just got back from a walk with the, the dear dog, Jenny Bell. Aw, sweet Jenny. And so I thought we could talk about walks. Yeah. Um. Because that's something we immediately realized wasn't what we wanted. Yeah. You you like walking. You like hiking. I do like hiking. Um, which is, which is, can we say that it's the most intense form of walking? <laughs> Maybe like those people on the stair be, climbers. Oh, the, okay, yeah. Or the speed walkers. The, the speed the... walkers. But, uh, yeah, so we have to, we're going to put a quiz online and see what, <laughs> what people... What the what the listeners what our twelve listeners think the um, the most intense form of walking Move is below. Uh, yeah, like our page um, no none of that um, but yeah you know one of our first dates I don't even think it was a date we went walking at Kokiwi Park yeah um, is the place that I often take Jenny to it's by my chiropractor it's a, a old man sentence. Um, yeah, so I so often after I go to my chiropractor, I'll take Jenny with me and she'll just hang out in the monkey truck, and then uh, we'll go to the uh, we'll go to the Kokiwi. Um, I had never been before, and you had never been before. No, I'd driven by because there's that big um, roundabout that stops on thirty seven. Yep, so I'd in see straw the signs. Time. Yeah, in straw exactly. Time. Yep. Um, but yeah, so it was a really great place to visit. And it was huge. I didn't realize it was that big. Uh, yeah, it is. It's huge. We didn't even walk the other side. There's a whole other side. Yeah, okay. On the other side of the road. Yeah, I feel like we need to go back and do that. We, we can definitely do that. We will. Um, because we both like walking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so why do we like walking so much? Just as people, but also as, as, uh, like, individuals, but also as, like, human beings. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as humans, I would say... I mean, that's probably the only way we could get around for a long, long time, right? Yeah, and what I think, as far as I understand, like, 95% of the time, if not way more than that, we we were uh, hunter-gatherers and nomads. Yeah. You know, the this whole, like, hanging out in one place our whole lives, that that's really, like, really new mm-hmm. in the grand scope. The grand scope, right? The idea of selling in a place. Yeah, and, and so and... walking was how you got everything. Yeah. You, you got to places, but also how you, like, could go and get food. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I I could go get food. I, I don't think I'd have to actually walk. I think I could, like, scoot over. <laughs> I think I'm that close here at your house. Like, I could, um, you know, so, like, yeah. And so, yeah, I think... Evolutionarily, it's like just well, it's built kind of in. Ingrained. Yeah. It's built in. Um, but what about like, what about like your feeling about it? Like, where mm-hmm. where does, when did you realize that you liked just walking around? Um, I've always loved being in nature. Um, yeah. And um, honestly, so I was a camp counselor a couple summers in college, and mm-hmm. so taking girls on hikes and like going out in the woods and exploring and finding cool. every like you know leaves and weird rocks. And random waterfalls that, of course, you discovered and no one else yeah. has ever seen before. No, <laughs> That's what we, we believed because it was a fun story. And so, and it's um, new to you. Yeah, yeah. It's a good exploration. And I don't know. I think I just like it, kind of fills that void of like wanting to do these things where you go and see new things and explore. And um, yeah, it kind of fills that desire in a way that you can still be in town and you can still yeah, yeah. live and go to work. You can step out for a few hours and then come back. Yeah. Um, we move through our world so quickly. Mm. You know, like, mm-hmm. 
Because we're mostly in cars. Yeah. Um, and we're just going so fast. You know? And, yeah, and all the, and so I love, I love walk. I really, my relationship with walking changed when I got Jenny, mm-hmm. which is also around the first time I ever lived in a city when I, when I moved to Austin. Um, and so those two things combined really changed it for me. And, um, you know, living out in the country, it was like, you're just like getting blown over by the wind mm-hmm. and like scared something's going to grab you out of the corn. <laughs> like that's, that's how, I, that's all you got. Yeah. So, um, but in town, you know, there's people to talk to, there's things to see, there's always something yeah. new. You know, every time I go walking, I come back with some stupid story to tell you. Yeah. You know, like, I saw a squirrel come out of a rain gutter, <laughs> uh, a downspout, you know, um, all those kind of things. Um, yeah. But yeah, when I had, when I got Ginny, though, that was the big, that really did change it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's kind of like, there's like a purpose to it, you know, she needs to go to the bathroom and all that. Exercise, of course, um, but there's there's really also like just kind of like practicing being on the journey kind of feel to it Ooh, yeah. that I'm trying to do in my life in general, yeah. being more present, okay. being aware, not just getting witnessing, to witnessing, like yeah, and not just like okay. worry about the next thing on my to do list, like mm-hmm. gin, walking Ginny as a to do, mm-hmm. like versus walking Ginny because it's two creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, it has the added benefit of she gets exercise and she goes to the bathroom. Yeah. But but I try to keep that perspective on it because um, I, I think walking in general is just a really good uh, practice of that. You know, that's it's one of the positions of meditating. You mm-hmm. know? Tell me more about that because I didn't know that. So before. there's walking meditation. Yeah. Um, and so you know, obviously sitting is a pretty common mm-hmm. way, but lying down. Um, and, you know, obviously anyway, you want to, I mean, you stand on your head if you want to yeah. meditate, but those are like the main ones that are taught and yeah, walking is, it's kind of that thing where you're, you're in the world, you're, because what you're really doing when you're meditating is you're practicing for life. You're practicing to take this mindset and this awareness mm-hmm. to, and this new relationship you have with Sasha is taking it to your everyday life. Okay. And so walking is a good simulation, is a good, like, low-key simulation of, like, everyday life. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You're doing something. You're moving around. There's new stimuli coming at you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're practicing that witnessing. But you're practicing that witnessing. You're practicing okay. that awareness um, to see it and, and then move on. Mm. Um, to not be attached to it, to not judge it. That's part of it. Uh, yeah. Okay. We talked about walks. Now let's talk about science. Yay. Um, it's science lesson with Beth. Is that my theme music? <laughs> can, we, can we work that, please? <laughs> um, I don't even know what instrument that was. That's what I was to like, be. at least identify which instrument we're going for. <laughs> I'm not sure. It, I think it was supposed to be guitar, but it got too like. It got almost banjo-y. It got yeah. It got weird. Little tinny. Yeah. It got weird. Um, <laughs> also, my memoir title. It got weird. Um, but yeah, so you have two jobs. I do. As a scientist, and you would call yourself a scientist in both roles. See, I feel like scientists. What are the two roles? Two roles. Um, one is I um, work in a lab, a teaching lab at a university, and um, I help out. Uh, I help students learn how to do the skills they'll need when they graduate, basically. So it's a professional degree, uh, and so like I teach them how to work specifically with IV fluids because that's what I work with in the hospital. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's a, um, it's how you um, do you make things so that you don't. Is right, what you try right. to do. So yeah, so it, you got to be very precise, which I think is a big part of a scientist. You don't do a whole lot of observation, um, which I also think makes a big part of a scientist. So I'm a little hesitant, but I like to call myself a scientist just because I feel like that's how I approach the world. I want to understand, sure. I want to know, and I want to, uh, yeah, dissect it, for lack of a better word, so that I can figure it out. Yeah. 
Um, what is something that still that you've been doing with these jobs for a while now? Um, so what are what's something that uh, still like astounds you about your job, or like that you still think is pretty cool, Ooh. like the science aspect? Yeah, I always love it when we get to create something. So the mm-hmm. students will make various products, so like lip balm and ointments and things, which doesn't sound super exciting. But seeing those like two chemicals that are liquids come together to form this solid, like yeah. it's just fun because it feels like you're a magician. And yeah. so uh, you're a magician that actually understands what you're doing and you're not just making <laughs> it up. So um, I love that. And Which I, love... I think it's most magicians. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of magicians like, holy crap, how did I make that card appear? Um, <laughs> I think they know. I think they realize. Um, uh, that's hilarious. But um, yeah, I wondered about that because I was wondering, like, uh, what? Yeah, what? Like doing a job like that, and you get because you know, doing a, a plus b equals c or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. a math equation we want to use. Um, but you know that doing these things will create this, and so I wondered how. If there's still things that like, oh, you know, like it's like seeing fireworks, right? We've seen fireworks a million times, yeah. But we still go ah, you <laughs> know, I, you know, like so. I I feel like there's probably parts of your job that are like that. Yeah. So, well, seeing, it, seeing, but it sounds like it was about seeing the students do that. So that's a big part of it because yeah. you get to see their excitement come through, and so it's it, you kind of yeah. I, I think that's any part of teaching is getting to experience. Um, the new knowledge learning through your students' eyes. Uh-huh. And also, students are bound to make mistakes. So sometimes things happen and you have no idea. So it's kind of fun figuring out, like, okay, well, did you add too much of this? Oh, that makes sense. Right. This happened. So it's kind of like a detective novel in a way, too, of trying to figure out. So, yeah, I get to be a detective and a magician and <laughs> a teacher. Like, what job isn't that? I mean, and, you're punk, and you're punk rock. And I'm punk rock. And um, <laughs> all these things Beth thinks in her head that she is. Um, that's okay. Um, you can do whatever you want. Uh, yeah. Did you say your second one? I didn't. Okay. So I work. I'll at, make sure you say yeah. Yeah, I work in a hospital and I work making IVs for um, inpatient people. So um, like in the is it technically in the pharmacy? It is in the pharmacy. So so yeah. Because I think a lot of us uh, civilians. Yeah. We don't know, we, like, people who aren't in those kind of realms, we don't know um, much about the pharmacy. I mean, we think that it's, like, just, like, a guy, like a wizard on a pedestal <laughs> putting pills in a bottle. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot more that goes on. There is. Well, and there's different areas. And that's actually something we're trying to combat at the school, too, because so many people associate um, pharmacists with those community pharmacies. Walgreens, CVS, mm. etc. And um, they're great. They're doing that frontline work and providing people with what the meds they need. But yeah. there's so many other. There's hospital pharmacies. There's regulatory things with the FDA. There's uh-huh. research. There's um, I can't even think of all this stuff. That, but it's it's just it's a wide area that's um, really exciting and a lot of new things are happening with it. Uh-huh. Um, and I just get to work in the part where I help make people feel better. Hopefully, so that's yeah. that's nice. Yeah, IVs are. Well, do I know? Can I? Could I explain what an IV is? I know. I an IV is a the little bag. Yep. With a drip. Yeah. And I always remember. I, and but what's in the bag? Saline solution. Sometimes, yeah. There's other things. There's other things. Yeah. Like liquid drugs. Um. Like liquid medication. <laughs> no, like liquid drugs. I said drugs. Wait, I know I'm excited for 420, but uh, um, that's not how I meant it. Um. No, there's different, so saline is the one that's kind of a basic, but then there's also one if you need sugars, it's um, 5% dextrose, and so um, there's also ones of if you need certain electrolytes, like um, potassium or magnesium or different things like that, and then... I know all those words. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Um, And then, yeah, there's lots of, um, there's lots of things you can need, and then, yes, there are, like, antibiotics will come in liquid form, or I will make them for if you need them. But if you, um, there's a lot of things that you take by mouth that if you can't take by mouth for whatever reason, then okay. you would get the IV um, so yeah. that you could, yeah, still get what you needed. Yeah. 
That's that's amazing. Yeah. See, I don't. I wouldn't. I did not know any of that. Like before you. Like I. Like yeah. It's funny how we just we get these little passing, like ideas of what we think, something is like mm-hmm. a pharmacist, mm-hmm. and we're like, yeah. I thought yeah. I always thought they were like eight feet tall, but then I realized sometimes <laughs> they're on their own. They're like, like they only hire tall pe- pharmacists. Um, it's a prerequisite in school. <laughs> again, these are, these are saying less about the people I'm talking about and more about me. This is I'm the butt of these jokes. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Um, we're back to that card game. So, and yeah. I I was ri- rifling through them today, and I sent you a picture, and I was like, I think we should do this one. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of a strange one. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read it? Yeah. You want to read it? Yeah. So it is, I gotta pull it up real fast. Um, but yeah, I was so glad that you sent it to me. Because um, it was a fun way of we're gonna spend a whole minute saying each other's names back and forth by varying our tone. Say it as if it were a secret, say it as if you were surprised to see them, say it as if you were a drill sergeant. We're just gonna say each other's names back and forth. But here's a, a little of adaptation. Course. Of course, there's gonna be an adaptation. <laughs> we're gonna be under a sheet. No, I, I, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, yeah, that doesn't matter. One time I made Beth play, and her friends play charades under a sheet, basically. Um, <laughs> and it was fun. Um, but no, anyways, the little changes. The other person is gonna say out like, uh, like drill sergeant. Oh, so you have to like and then, call out, and then you gotta. Oh, and this then is you a little pressure. Back. Okay, okay, let's do this. Okay, okay. I was um, not prepared for this. I know. <laughs> You're like, we'll start easy. We'll start easy. <laughs> okay. Secret. Say it like a secret. Right. Oh wait. No, I'll say it. I'll do, also do it like okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I love. See, I know the listeners can't see this, but like he got all quiet. You and, have like, to, right? You have to lean <laughs> forward. His hands and yeah, make himself as small as possible. Well done. Okay. Um, I like to drill sergeants. Um. That was more vain than real sergeant. Um, All right. Chandler! <laughs> I'm like the cookie monster. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you imagine? I bet that was so loud, too. I apologize. Um, can we edit that or no? No. Oh, yeah. We okay. can check. We can, if we need to edit it, leave it in. Um, uh, yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Alright, one more. Okay. Um uh let's see, um like a oh <laughs> I'm so sorry, this is so weird. Like a whale. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> I can't say breath. Here, I'm gonna try again. I'm gonna try again. <laughs> Bird. Bird. It sounds like a cow. <laughs> no, I can't. Okay. It's harder for probably for you because mine's two syllables. It is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when you wish upon us. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like when I was old. It's the beginning songs. of a song. <laughs> that was. This is best. This is best speaking. Tyler. You sound like you're like crooning, like crooning at me under my bedroom window. Um, that's okay. so. That's so good. That's the perfect place to end. Um, yeah, that was really fun. That was enjoyable. <laughs> good find. Um, I totally forgot to pull up my poem. Um, so let's. Uh, can we, we're going to switch these around. We're going to do more rec, more rec right now. Yes. Uh, and we've both been kind of sick this week. Yes. Um, both of the stomach bug and both just kind of feeling a little strange. So we've been doing a lot of resting, mm-hmm. um, which for us includes a lot of like music and TV and mm-hmm. books and 
Um, and so I was wondering what you've been reading slash watching slash listening to. Yeah. Um, that maybe could be good, like, six-day recommendation. Yeah. Well, as far as TV, I Psych is my go-to. Like, that's my happy... Anytime I want to just watch something and be immediately happy, I'll watch that show because it's, again, ridiculousness yeah. and just very clever. Um, so that's a good one that I like. Um, I'm so ashamed to admit this, but I actually started watching Bridgerton. Bridgerton? Bridgerton. That was, yeah, that's one of those old-timey, like, Victorian-era things, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Um, but it's very spicy. And Spicy? Like Dickinson spicy? Um, more than that, I would say. Oh. Like, there is a lot of, yeah, just a lot of skin and a lot of scenes, but it's it's really good storytelling, so it's fun. And they take a lot from Dickinson, or I don't know if they take it from them, but it's similar to Dickinson and how they, um, they take things that are of this time, like music and various things, and then put them back in that time. Nice. So it's kind of this um, weird dichotomy, but it's really fun and makes for some fun storytelling. So, yeah, those those two were getting me through. Um, yeah. I don't know why I couldn't connect with Psych. I'm going to try again. Okay. When you first showed me, um, I do this thing. This is I, I'm bad in relationships, both friendships and romantic relationships, about being the dominant personality with, with a lot of things, but with especially with like what we listen to and what we watch. Because mm. I have, because I just so passionate about a lot yeah. of that stuff, and I, I kind of, over, uh, you know, when there's never a moment where if you go like I don't know what I want to watch that I won't have an answer, <laughs> and so often it ends up um, where I, and so I've tried to be more uh, cognizant of that uh, in this relationship, but and so I gave like a try and I want to try it again because okay. I I trust you and we have a lot of the same comedy yeah uh, interests, um, but yeah. But you love it. I do. It's one of those things. I feel like shows in general, I have to start in the second season. And then I can watch the first season and catch up. But I have to wait until they kind of find their groove before Mm. I can start watching it. So I'd say that's one of the ones where second, third season. Give it some time. Yeah. 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 But yeah. And it's different things hit people differently at different times in their lives. So I know. But I like having that shared language. Sure. Um, What? uh, Yeah. What's something? What have you been reading? I have been reading a book um, that my um, my best friend gave me for Christmas called uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. And it's um, basically an almost famous um, the movie. It's very similar, but it's the basically like a behind-the-scenes interview of a fake band and how they kind of came together and then fell apart. Uh-huh. And so it's just full of lots of drama from everybody's perspectives and it's a lot of um, a lot of narrators, so it's really cool because you'll hear the story from one person's mouth in one line, and then the next line it'll be someone else completely contradicting what happened. And so you're like, I don't really know what happened, yeah. but it's really it's it's really fun, and um, it's just really good storytelling. So I'm really enjoying that one. That's um, awesome. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, what about you? Tell me, what did you read while you were not feeling great? Yeah, I finished uh, Heather Crystal's book. Um, the crying book mm-hmm. um and heather is a poet that i like a lot um she has four really good book uh, poems out um but this was her first work in nonfiction, and it's really it it's ve- it's very well suited for a poetry lover and both in the way it's written and then it references a lot of um because it's like part memoir part like uh lyric collage essay about like about uh, crying, you know? So it's things in her life that she's cried, cried or realizations about crying she's made, or mm-hmm. these kind of things. But also it includes, like, excerpts from poems that reference crying, um, research studies about crying. That's um, so interesting. Uh, yeah. So different things like that. Myths. and Just all these, all these different ways to look at crying. And she's kind of collaged them together, both here and this, and this really cool... Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good, it's that, that's a great book. 
for sure. And then I've been reading a couple John Ashbery books, uh, Some Trees and Shadow Trains, that I um, found at Halfbeck Books on the last time I went, and uh, ravaged the clearance section like <laughs> I like to do. You um, were the best treasure hunter at Goodwill. Yeah, Goodwill and Half Price Books for sure. That you you have to you have to be very patient, and you're gonna get some zeros. You know mm. you're gonna you're gonna swing and miss a lot, mm. but then every once in a while you're gonna find like five things that are amazing. Um, you know, but yeah, so it's great to find those. I love Ashbury. I have his. I have all most of his books in like selected poems and collected mm-hmm. poems, anthologies and stuff like that. But um, but. I don't, ha- but so, but I like him so much that whenever I can find copies of his books, I'll, I'll grab them just have the individual books as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so those have been really great to read. I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this spot when I think we'll probably talk about it when I read my poem, but where I'm like, I feel like I'm relearning how to be a poet or re figuring out what kind of poet I want to be mm-hmm. because my position with publishing is so different than it used to be because, um, because my mental health is so different than it used to be, because my creative energy is so different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I, I know I'm still a poet, and I know I still like writing poems, but I'm, I'm like re-figuring that out. And reading someone like Ashbury, who was so influential to my old self, um, has been really, really uh, inspiring. Mm-hmm. So, hoping, yeah. So, anyways. Uh, and then... Uh, I've been watching a lot of basketball. NBA mm-hmm. playoffs started, and but I won't talk about that much. I will give my finals pick just for like two people who are listening. <laughs> I think it'll be the Phoenix Suns, and who do I think? I haven't even thought the Phoenix, <laughs> the Phoenix Suns. No, Phoenix Suns and Boston Celtics. Yeah, will be the finals. Okay. Um, and I think the Phoenix Suns will win. Mm. Uh, and Chris Paul will finally get his first championship. Um, and then. Yeah, I've been listening to uh, Sarah Shook's new album, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, um, Night Roamers. Uh, it's really good. It's I was thinking about this on the way here when I was listening to it. Uh, she's clearly been going through some big changes in her life. Like uh, she's so she's been sober for a couple of years, um, you know, and and I, I, yeah, I think she also quit smoking cigarettes. So like. And also her like musical interests have seemed to shift. It's there's a lot more indie rock in there, mm-hmm. and it's a less like straightforward country. Like the first couple albums, which were wonderful, but they were definitely trying to be a certain country sound. Okay. And now she's like kind of making her own country, okay. like um, country sound. And the album's really interesting too because I feel like it goes. It starts off kind of that indie rock heavy, and then gets goes to more country side towards the end. Um, and that was a really fun revelation I made today about that, about Night Roamer. So I highly recommend that. And uh, anyone listening is invited to come with us on June 30th um, at the Hi-Fi to see her play. I've seen her three times. And I've never seen her. It's one of my favorite live shows. I'm um, so excited. Um, yeah. So listen to that stuff. All right. I was just talking a lot. And now, so before I do my poem thing, um, have you been listening to anything? You got your record player. What have you been listening to? I have. Well, you brought me some great. C- um, I almost said CDs. Some CDs. <laughs> no, some we're talking CDs. about vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but they're cool now. CDs aren't going to make a comeback for another twenty years. Um, but yeah, you brought down uh, a uh, J- Japan. How do I say that again? Japan droids. Japan droids. Um, that I was listening to earlier today as I was cleaning. And awesome. Then, Good cleaning music. Yeah, it was very energizing. So I've been enjoying that, and um, I had on first aid kit when you got here. Yep. Um, so some good kind of, what would you call that, folky or? Yeah, but they're like, it's funny, they're listed as Americana, but they're not American. Aren't they Swedish or they're something? They're like Swedish, um, and so they're like Swedish Americana. Which is awesome. Which is just as, yeah, I'm like, I, I get, like, yeah. I, but I don't know, there might be a Swedish type music that, like, bands in Sweden sound like them. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but to me, they sound, and to a lot of American listeners, they sound like Americana is what mm. they get labeled as. Yeah. So, I don't know, I think, 
but they're they're great. They're fun. Yeah. Uh, they kind of feel like, uh, like fairies. That's like a good be- description. Yeah, like in a beautiful, like they're these two like country, but they're like country fairies. <laughs> but they but they're also Swedish. Uh, Swedish country. Fairies. They're very interesting. Just listen to them. Don't listen good. to me talk about them. That sounds terrible. Good band name, Swedish country fairies. <laughs> or. Or a kind of uh, fruit snack. Ooh, okay. I was just thinking of Swedish Kush. I just... <laughs> just <laughs> bouncing off of um, But, yeah. Yeah, those are... Well, I'm glad you're enjoying that stuff. Yeah. Um, glad you're enjoying your record player. Oh, it's great. It's been really fun. Um, speaking of your house, I swept your porch off. You did? A couple weeks ago. And, I, and then I came in inside and wrote a poem about it. Um... And then I realized that we're recording this on Easter, mm-hmm. and this poem is about Jesus, kind of. Okay. Um, and so I think I wrote an Easter poem on accident. I love it. Um, which I never thought I would say. <laughs> um, yeah. It's called Jesus Sweat. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah. Jesus Sweat. I'm awake. I'm awake. I stumble to the front porch, my head not yet assembled for unraveling the mystery, heart not yet kick-started into carrying the cares which I dare consider my day. Instead, I took right to sweeping the dust like remnants of your faith into a pile, sacred mound of past, guiding it down step by step till one last quick flick of my wrist sprinkles the dust right down where you await their crocuses to return. Celebrate mysterious, eternal, natural kings. This is what I meant when I said I'm trying to be more like Jesus. Evidence of me barely exists, just enough to invite more life to bloom, grace of our earthly tomb. Yeah, I've never written a poem like that. Um, or if I have, it's been a long time. Um, but it was, yeah, I really, it was one of those where I wrote it in, the, in my notebook, and then I kind of forgot about it, and I found it, and then I typed it up, and I worked on it a little, and then I forgot about it, <laughs> and then I remembered it like two days ago, and I was like, this is fun, I just keep rediscovering this poem that I wrote. Um, it pays sometimes to have a horrible memory. Um, but yeah. Uh, but you wanted to ask me some questions about poetry. I did, just because it's very, I mean, I understand poetry from a 11th grade um, English class. You have to analyze Shakespeare and all that. See, I, I don't understand it from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and understand may be an overstatement on my part. But I at least, I am a contaminator. I'm a little familiar with some of that. Sure. But I don't, like, well. it's just, it amazes me how you create these and how they come in your mind. Is it something where you have an idea and you work towards it, or how do you, how do you, how does a poem form? I am of the belief that intention is like a death sentence Mm -hmm. to poetry. Like if I said, I'm going to write a poem, like if I sat down, if I had never written this poem, and I just sat down today, and I was like, I'm going to write a poem about that time I swept the porch, and that's going to be an Easter poem. Mm -hmm. It would have it would have been a mess. It would have been horrible. Yeah. It would have been so trite and so, mm-hmm. and just uh, so wanting to be something mm-hmm. versus just being something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Rufel has a lot to say about this uh, in her uh, book Madness, Rack, and Honey. But, you know, there's one part in it, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but she, she says, like, once I know what's, what a poem's about, then it's it's over. Like it's because mm-hmm. there's nothing to discover. Mm-hmm. You because it, it's kind of like this. You're digging like, and what you're doing and what happened here is you're living. You're mm-hmm. living. Like I told you, like I felt. I said one of the things I'm learning how to do is, I when I mentioned that earlier, but like one of the things I'm really learning how to do is like how to live like a poet again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes reading poetry more than I am right now. It includes writing poetry more than I am right now, but it also includes just like being more observant, taking more notes, 
Mm. Having more conversations about weird things. <laughs> Trying new things. Um, like, yeah, like, I had never swept your porch before. <laughs> and so that was like, ooh, there's something here, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've been wrestling with this question of Jesus' story is interesting and seems helpful. Very likely, the story of Jesus, very exaggerated at best. Okay. At yeah. best, it's exaggerating to not, in, not existing at all. But, so, but I don't want to throw those both out. Mm. I think those are both valid at the same time. Mm. And so how do we live with that? And it's in those sort of wrestlings that like little fires start to bloom in terms of poetry, you know. Um, but yeah, so for me, uh, it's about trying to live more with that eye toward it and that ear toward it. So paying more attention to what oh like oh that's an interesting thing you just said. Can I have that? <laughs> like can, you know, or like our friend Jess would send me, uh, will will just send me like funny sentences she sees and mm-hmm. be like write a poem with this title mm-hmm. you know um yeah like one there I, there's a poem in my last book called mrs butterworth's garden <laughs> and uh she just sent, she sent me that one day and was like you should write a poem called mrs butterworth's garden and so i did um but, but yeah because you're then you're tuned in right mm-hmm. something's got to tune you in an interesting experience an interesting title and then uh you let the mind do the rest of the work Mm. Um, yeah. That's why I can't keep talking. Please. <laughs> that's why I'm. Uh, that's why I'm not really impressed by poets okay. or by poetry or by me. It. I'm impressed by the people like who are living. If you're living that way, you're doing something interesting. Mm. But like the actual creation of the poem is just like the end cap, right? It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with walking. Okay. You're on that journey. And I'm not really concerned concerned with like, voila, perfect poem. Mm. You know, if perfect poem is at the end of that line, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's that all that in between that seems really is where the real uh, uh, substance okay. of life is for me. Okay. So sorry, I, that was a lot. No, that that helps give me my scientist mind struggles sometimes to understand it's it feels very nebulous like this yeah idea of, it's a little woo it is which um, is is really exciting too because it's a, it's a magician you're you're basically creating magic out yeah of words. i'm also and a magician there's a are. there's a poem title i'm, I'm also a magician All that's right. the subtitle of your memoir i'm writing <laughs> things got weird i'm also a magician <laughs> That would be a really, that's a really great poem as well. Just a list of titles for my memoir. Uh, that will be awesome. Look, I'm already becoming a better poet. Um, yeah, any other poetry questions? No, you don't have to. You got anything so I can talk for 10 minutes? <laughs> no. Um, I love hearing your, your perspective. So we got to see Ada Limon mm-hmm. a couple, was it last week? Or um, a week ago-ish. Um, who is a poet who lives in Lexington, Kentucky, I believe. I believe so. Um, and she just read a couple poems from previous books, and then I think ten poems from her most recent book that's coming mm-hmm. out in May. Um, and then um, we had some question and answer time um, afterwards, which was terrifying for me because I always get nervous for the people <laughs> asking questions, so I just kind of cower. And, and, and of course, then... <laughs> you're the first one to throw your hand up. <laughs> but you asked a really good question. Um but one of the questions um, someone had asked was about who would, well, you had asked this, and then I feel like somebody else um, expanded on this, but, like, who inspires you? Because that was your question, was who, or, yeah, you say your own question. Oh, yeah, no, my question was, she, Ada had talked about, um, like, sometimes she just doesn't feel like writing poems, mm-hmm. and sometimes she just doesn't think poems are enough, and, or that poems are worthy of her time. And, and so my question was, how do you reinvigorate yourself? Because mm. she obviously has. She's made a career of it. But there are gaps in her books, and, and that, that's probably part of it, which I think is healthy. Mm. Um, and, 
Yeah, and so I was asking her what what poet she comes back to. Because I know for me, reinvigoration of poetry not only comes from writing, it starts with reading it. Mm-hmm. And, and often for me, starts with reading certain people uh, that really always resonate. Mm-hmm. And so I was asking who are those poets that mm-hmm. reinvigorated, okay. that reinvigorate her and she needs it. And you had said a couple of the ones she had mentioned were ones that you knew and were familiar with sure. and definitely uh-huh. and resonated as well. Well, and it sounds like John Ashbery is one of yours, Ashbery. Yeah, Ashbery, yeah. John, yeah, John, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, a lot of the New York school poets. There was a whole school, um, you know, in the starting out in the what in the sixties, yeah, late fifties, early sixties, and um, yeah, and it was like Frank O'Hara, Kenneth Cope, John Ashbery, James Schuyler, and then there's other. And Barbara Guest also gets should get put in there, mm-hmm. um, but so then and then there's other like second generation New York school. But a lot of those, for whatever reason, because I'm not, like, I don't know how, what my affinity for, like, people <laughs> living in New York, like, walking around New York, uh, looking at paintings. I don't know how that connected with me. <laughs> but it was kind of the, it was kind of the irreverent joy mm. that's in all their works in different ways. Okay. So they're certainly, especially Coke, O'Hara, and Ashbury, okay. for me, um, are, but, um, yeah, do you want other one? No, I was curious about that. And then we had talked about different types of slam poetry earlier. Uh-huh. And so I wondered if that, if reading other types of poetry that don't, aren't similar to how you write, yeah. does that invigorate or is that harder? Yeah, you know, when I was in Dean's class one time, we had to bring in a poem by someone that would surprise the class that we liked. Ooh, okay. And I took in a poem by Ann Carson. And Ann Carson is really intellectual. Mm-hmm. She's really, she's a classics professor. Okay. Um, she... Um, but she's also kind of uh, out there, and kind of, and and she's just so a hundred percent pedal to metal. That's her thing, like weird, kooky, classics lady. Mm-hmm. Like that's uh, that's the lane she's going in, and she's going for Full it. Force. And I'm like, I love that, yeah. right? Um, like put. Because we all have all these complex sides, and we have all these different faces and versions of ourselves. And, okay. But poetry is a really good place. You can just lean into one, or you can lean into a, like like I've kind of done, and like a lot of the poets that I like have done have leaned into uh, like a million different versions of themselves. I mean, my last book was called "I Once Was Someone Else and Often Still Am," right? Because that that's how it is. I'm putting on all these different. But some people just lean really hard into one aspect of themselves, or like their maybe it's their dominant personality, right? Okay. Um, but um, yeah, so um, I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> well, we were just talking about how learning from people who wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so people, I can get into anything mm-hmm. that's leaning into, that's like doing it. That's mm-hmm. going for it. Okay. And whatever that looks like for them, you know, awesome. I'm just, I'm kind of, I try to be that way in line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, again, not not a Christian, but, uh, you know, Jesus has some good things to say. And one of the good things he had to say was he hung out with everybody. You know, like that was something, right? Yeah. And um, I think, they, I don't think that just has to mean like literally hang out with like all kind like I gotta make sure I have a friend who's a mechanic and I have to make you know like I don't think I don't think it has to be like that but I I think one way you can do that you can hang out with everybody in Paul mm. right so reading those people those people that are, sound different than I that have different experiences those are that's awesome mm-hmm. um yeah how how again not something we've had for very long in our lives as human beings, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, that's new. <laughs> um, other languages, you know, like yeah. you know, like all this stuff, like um, hearing from people from other continents and different time periods, it's, it's just incredible. And so um, I, I'm with JC, like where I'm hanging out with all of it. Mm-hmm. Like even bad, I, I'm, 
I'm also of the thing like if you consider something bad, and you're you're making that kind of art, like if you're like a classical guitar player, like you should listen to like like teenage heavy metal sometimes, mm-hmm. and just like how are these like really passionate, really uh, like like outsider culture kids mm-hmm. like. Uh, playing guitar, hmm. and I think it would tell you something. Yeah, I think there's always something to learn. So I try to read stuff that I don't like, air quotes, or that I don't that I don't connect with. Because mm-hmm. um, I've often done that, and and then uh, you know, like six months later, uh, d- tried it again and loved it. Hmm. So That's you never know. We all change. So not don't give up on stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I ask you one more quick question? Yeah, you know I love talking about myself. <laughs> well, so someone who doesn't necessarily know a lot about poetry, is there some poet that you would recommend that they start with or a way to read poetry or a way to like kind of understand it better? Yeah. Um, find a good anthology. Uh-huh. And by good anthology, I just mean um, something that seems like it's – that it's – bringing everybody to the table. Mm. So, like, I love the New York School Poets, but I would never suggest a New York School anthology just as someone's first okay. poetry excursion. I like, there's, I used to have them better memorized, but um, I think Penguin did it, right? That, that, the, the postmodern book. Um, but, yeah, just books that collect anthologies that are, that seem like, Maybe they're from a wide time frame. Uh, maybe they're um, from multiple kinds of like schools of poetry and stuff like that. But just anthologies in general are just really great places to start because you get, you know, depending on anthology, you're getting two to ten poems by a poet, and then the next page you're onto another poet, mm-hmm. and and so you're not reading like if I give you like a book of. 60 poems by one person and you don't like and you don't connect with the first like four poems you're like oh my gosh and every <laughs> poem makes it worse right right versus with anthologies you're just like ah not for me <laughs> you know and like that's okay and then and then you can then you can take those and go and go find their books mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. i read this anthology here's the five poets i really connected with i go get their book or I go see, like, what people on the internet say are like them, right? Mm-hmm. People that are, you know, people that are similar, that were in similar schools or have been in similar anthologies. And um, that's when I got into poetry was just reading, like, reading anthologies and reading uh, poetry magazines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. And because, again, you're just, you're just exposing yourself to more, and so you just, instead of just, because <laughs> if you just, like, got into one poet, then read all their books, and you haven't read anything else, then all you have in your brain is that one thought, you know? <laughs> and you could spend, like if it's John Ashbery, you could spend the rest of your life reading mm-hmm. uh, his stuff. Um, yeah, so just anthologies, I guess I should say. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thank you. Um, cool. Uh, do you have anything else to add before we do our gratitude? All right. Uh, what? Um, yeah. What are you grateful for? I am grateful that I could eat real food today. Right. It's been a minute since I felt up to that. So, yeah. Yeah. Real food is so much better than water and ginger ale. I know, right? Because also it's like the physical part of it, and then like the mental part. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still a little like foggy today, uh, and. I get that way when I get sick, where I just am like a little slower mm-hmm. uh, mentally, and so yeah, when you can actually eat real food, then I think that's part of it gets that going. Yeah. Um, How about you? Uh, I'm glad we could go on a real walk today. Yeah, that's um, great. To bring it full circle. <laughs> um, no springtime, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it. It feels like it's finally like actually spring. Like where it's been raining, but it's warm, mm-hmm. and like, and it's like, and then like Easter today, you know, just like it feels like spring. Yeah. Um, 
and I have a contentious relationship with the month of April because you know two year I just had the two year anniversary of my wife leaving and uh, my last major hospitalization, and so so those are obviously tough, but in some ways celebratory because I'm just how far I've come, um, but. The weather also kind of mimics it in a beautiful way where it's like beautiful one day and then rains the whole next day. <laughs> and so I, I feel that way, right? Um, you know, 420 is awesome for weed, but it was also Hitler's birthday. You know, like it, full circle, baby. It, it all, it all, we, that's what we live with, the light and the dark. And yeah. so uh, I'm grateful for the reminder of that and that that's okay. Beautiful. That's okay. All right. We're all okay. Take care. All right. Bye, y'all.